here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Hello and welcome back to Gambling with Gold. This is episode 41 of our podcast. My name is Jason Gold. My partner in crime is Dan Titus. We both don't have COVID. We're the only ones in the entire country that don't have COVID right now. We love it. Danny, how are we doing this Thursday? What's up, bro? Uh, glad you made it back from Mexico. Uh, yeah. Quite all right. And uh, yeah, man, glad to be back here. I've got my phone on alerts, man. I feel like I'm just waiting for another Shefty bomb here to just drop just because, man, this this has just been brutal over the last couple of weeks. So we'll try to navigate through all the BS and uh, get some good picks out. Well, the good news is if you have the notifications on, you can get in these bets really quickly. I actually think that is probably the best move to do. Some of these contests, like the contest last week, we were in Circa. We went 5-0 in both contests. Just so much advantage in some of these lines that they're hey. posted. Yeah, we're going real strong. We're 9-1 and in the uh, Q4 contest. So we're, we're up there. We're tied for seventh right now. Oh, yeah. 250, 250 grand on the line. All we have to do is stay hot for the next three weeks. So, all right, not, all right. Yeah, we got to stay. <laughs> we got to stay hot. Uh, you know, I, I don't wish COVID upon anyone, but we are seeing some value in these lines, especially once they're locked in on Thursday. I'm staring yeah. down the week 16 lines. That's what I'll be reading from right now is the uh, Circus Sports Week 16 millions three contest lines. Um, all right, before we get to the week 16 lines, a couple of things for Champions Round. We have a Scary Terry jersey giveaway. You're going to have to go to our YouTube channel and watch our last YouTube short. Those will be my Thursday night football Goldilocks. I got a great one for Thursday. Dan, I know that you posted your three on Action Network, so also go check that out for some great betting content. But ahead of uh, Thursday night football. Um, so, yeah, if you go there, all you got to do is get the key phrase, DM us at Champions Round, and you'll be eligible for that one. We also have three seven-stakes contests. We have... One for both of the Christmas Day games. We have one for Giants Philly on Sunday, and then we have one for Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football one uh, is interesting because we had a Taysom Hill prop up, and that is no longer eligible. So we got to do a little flipping around. Now it's an Ian yeah. Book prop. That'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> Dynasty shares. Guy, it's getting I, gross. If, yeah, if you would have said to me <laughs> earlier this week that I was going to be doing Ian Book uh, prop bets, I would not believe you, but here we are. <laughs> Welcome to COVID Part 2. Uh, all right, let's start off with Thursday Night Football, Week 16. San Francisco, minus 3 at Tennessee, current over-under, somewhere between 44 and 45, depending on what book you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Ticket count, 64% of the bets, 47% of the money. Is on the 49ers. This opened at two, went to three, three and a half. Now it's back to three. Looks like a little sharp money is coming in on the Titans every time this touches three and a half. I think it's worth buying to that spot. I think three and a half is a decent place. I think that San Francisco's defense uh, can be hit a little bit through the passing game. Uh, I think Tannehill is going to have a good game, good game through the air. A.J. Brown looks like he's back. Julio going to go. Uh, could be an interesting tight game. San Francisco has been really hot. They're playing great football, but... Uh, this seems like a little bit of a trap spot to me. How about you? Yeah, I think you you just said it best. I think this is the public really buying into the San Francisco hype, right? I mean, it's it's pretty interesting that they're traveling on the road and uh, going up against a team that's as good as the the Titans have been, um, and and are playing you know favorites to this. So uh, I am back in the Titans here. You know, we see a lot of the sharp money definitely going towards the Tennessee Titans here. So uh, I'm going to back them here. I, I think that this game is likely going to go over. 
I know we've had some disappointing Thursday performances here, but uh, Dre Greenlaw isn't going to be playing for the San Francisco 49ers. That's going to be a, a loss for them in their uh, linebacking core. And we don't know what we're going to get at a at a Tennessee man. He's uh, Tano's finally gotten some weapons back, but he is going to be missing Taylor Lewan, which is going to be a big miss. Uh, but I don't know. I think they're going to put points on the board here and see the Titans cover three and a half here. I saw on the Action Network one of the ones that you posted online was Tannehill over 14 and a half rushing yards. I'm a big fan of that one. I love it. I love Tannehill over rushing yards just about every. It's the only thing you can play for Tannehill that's actually cash this year. Everything else I'm staying away from. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, how about Tennessee as a plus nine teaser piece? Get off to an early week 16 teaser. I mean, that's the best way to play it, right? Um, and especially because you got Saturday games, so you, you can wait a little bit less if you want to play Christmas with some teasers. I think that that's an awesome number to get at. Uh, tease them up to nine and a half, and that, that's just that's just good money there because I think this is going to be a pretty competitive game. Well, speaking of Saturday, we do have two teaser pieces. I guess we'll talk about this in tandem. Green Bay right now, uh, the line I have up on circus seven, see some seven and a halfs in the market. Uh, seems like a pretty logical teaser piece to get the Green Bay Packers to minus one here. Absolutely. And then, you, depending on, on the, where you are in the market, you could tease either team in the other game, Colts and Cardinals. If you're getting either of those teams at seven, like I see Colts at plus one, Circa has the Colts at minus one, get the Cardinals up to seven there. I think it's going to be within a score game. Uh, that might be a worthy teaser piece too. But I do like Titans plus nine, Green Bay minus one. That seems like an easy one to get your week started with. Absolutely. And uh, I think the Packers, I, I agree with you here. I think seven and a half points is a bit rich, uh, even for a Cleveland Browns team that was riddled with injuries last week. They still found a way to to get it done here. But like, yeah, that's just off the strength of Nick Chubb. And we haven't seen Green Bay be that great, honestly. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the odds on favorite to win MVP right now, but I haven't been that impressed with their performance as of late. So I like teasing them down to one, uh, get them to get the victory outright. And then also on the Arizona side, I agree with you on, on Saturday. And I think that's another great teaser piece. People could be buying low on the Arizona Cardinals after completely looking like shit uh, last week. So, yeah, as much, as much as we've been saying fade uh, uh, Kingsbury, this could be a good time to uh, back him here with a uh, little extra points there. Nice catch. Uh, all right, let's yeah. go through some <laughs> ticket counts here. 80% of the bets, 99% of the money coming in on the Packers. Yikes, that scares me away. And then the Colts. Yeah. 67% of the bets, 95% of the money. I get it. Like these, these sharp groups, and I'm I've been with them for a long time. Indianapolis yep. is a really good team. If they didn't have Carson Wentz, if they had a top 10 quarterback, this would be easily a Super Bowl favorite. This team is loaded all over the place. They are fast as shit all over the place. JT is a monster. You know, they don't have an elite receiver, but they can get it done a little bit. Like if they had if they had Joe Burrow. Like this could be a, a Super Bowl team for me. It, it, I mean, like, it, yeah, Burrow's I mean, what? Burrow's what? Like a top twelve quarterback right now, somewhere around there. Yeah, top arguably. ten maybe. Yeah, yeah. So you could definitely make the case. Yeah, so if you got him in there, I mean, they might be the actual prohibitive favorites in the AFC. Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy that uh, the Colts are managed to win that game so handedly. I mean, it's all just JT, right? At this yeah. point, you know, Carson went through what five completions for fifty-seven <laughs> yeah. yards. Like, come on, man, that's just. That's not going to get it done uh, when it comes to the playoffs, but it's a great thing. You have a great offensive line that, that can just will you uh, push up front and, and play in the trenches because you're right. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's been injured much of the season. Michael Pittman's been in and out. Uh, so, you know, at least consistency wise. So, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty interesting that the the Indianapolis Colts have been so successful with such an anemic pass game. Yeah. So let's talk about 
Green Bay Browns first. We talked about it a little bit, but yeah, we got the to- the total is 45 and a half. Uh, I could see this being a low scoring game. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Cleveland. I like the fight that they showed last week. And yeah. To be honest with you, they probably should have won that game. Uh, kind of let it slip away at the end. But I do think that they possess a defense that can give the Packers some issues. Meanwhile, the Packers, they let the Ravens come back and back door, but I don't know. They're just an awesome team right now. I fully believe that they're going to win, but do you see any value on the Browns at seven and a half here? Yeah, I, I think that there is some value there because, I mean, as, as long as you can slow down the game, which is what Kevin Stefanski, I mean, assuming he comes off the COVID list, that's what he likes to do, right? Like you, you lean on your run game. Um, I'm still looking at this Browns COVID list and it still looks ugly as of an hour ago. Um, so yeah, they're going to be missing some weapons. So I think that that's the, that's going to be the key here. Can they get any healthy bodies that can uh, actually stand up against green Bay because green Bay is actually getting healthier um, yep. as we've seen. So uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. I, I feel like you should just play the seven and a half. Cause that's a good number. Um, you got to expect on Christmas day, everyone's going to be a little bit more motivated. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. I, I really like it as a teaser piece better, but I could see the argument for seven and a half to the Browns. Fair enough. All right. And then we both, well, we talk about which side we actually like in this game. So the Colts obviously coming in hot. They need a win. They're in the fifth seed in the AFC right now. Cardinals pretty much have a, a playoff seed locked up, but it looks like yep. they're going to lose out on the one seed. Packers right. are just going to roll through this and probably get the one seed here, especially giving uh, Tampa Bay's injuries. So Cardinals still need a win. They're at home. They haven't played well. Uh, we've seen them succeed in some spots defensively with Colt McCoy. Kyler without DeAndre Hopkins usually is a recipe for not, not that great of play. Uh, they kind of changed their offense. It doesn't really work or it doesn't look right. Definitely didn't look like right last week. And that no. defense, I mean, we kind of thought about this all year. They're playing way above their head. Uh, Colts can take advantage of it. I This spot given the line like you're supposed to bet the cardinals here but i don't know if i want to get in front of this Colts train they could just run it control possession play great defense they could end up winning this game by 10 yeah you know the the uh, cardinals haven't really played down too often this season which i think we were all expecting to and so now they're going up against a, one of the best defensive teams in the nfl and I think you could see how much this offense was really hurting without having someone like a DeAndre Hopkins. Even if he's a decoy, him still being on the field still makes a difference, right? And James Connors looked great. They got Chase Edmonds back. So I think another week with them being able to possibly get the run game more established could play a factor into this. But Indianapolis Colts are no slouch, man. Like they play real defense. So we're going to have to see Kyler kick it up another notch. And I don't know if it's it seems like they didn't really get going until the fourth quarter. He hit that late, that late, uh, what, 40-yard pass to, to Christian Kirk. But yeah. it's going to take more consistency to, to get it done against a Colts team like this. So I'm surprised that this is out of pick em. Uh So I'll definitely take the points here, tease this up, give the Arizona a little bit more of a buffer because I think that they could at least keep it within within seven points. All right. Uh, the, the best bet that I like in that game right now is kind of actually gone against me in the market, but I like the under 49. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. I think Indianapolis is going to do what they do, run it with JT, extend the game, make it short. Uh, so give me the under 49. If this hits 50 or 51, like this might be one of my bigger bets of the week. I like that play a lot because especially after what we just talked about with Carson Wentz, you don't know what you're going to get on a week to week basis. So expecting him to put points on the board outside of JT, nah, not happening. Absolutely. All right, let's move over to the Sunday games. Let's start off with Tampa Bay minus 10 at the Panthers. Uh, Over under I have on this game is 
44. Uh, I like the Panthers in this one, plus 10. I think they'll keep it close. Tampa Bay is just dealing with so many injuries. We saw it last week. It's going to take some time for them to kind of readjust to what their new normal is. AB going to come back. That'll be great for their offense. I expect him to probably have a big game. But Mike Evans might not play. Might be a lot of depending on uh, the tight ends here. Lenny's out. So you got Rojo in the backfield. That's not great. Maybe we see our boy Keyshawn Vaughn finally get involved. Lev Bell's in the situation. The Killer Bees are back. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to lean with Carolina here in the under. I think it'll be close. I think Tampa Bay gets it done, but I think it'll be like like 20 to 17 or something like that. Yeah, 10 points for a divisional matchup, even with uh, you know Cam Newton not being able to throw the ball, really. I, I, I lean towards the Carolina Panthers here. 10 points is too much. And Tampa Bay, damn, for, for all the injuries, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, man, just brutal. But they do get A.B. Yeah. back, as you stated. I don't know if Le'Veon Bell is really going to be that much of a factor. We'll see. I feel like Ronald Jones is finally going to get a chance to, to shine again. He did have spots uh, throughout the playoffs right before uh, he, he actually got hurt. He did have some good spots, so I think he'll earn the trust back in Bruce Arians. He'll likely get most of the carries. So as long as they can run the ball and and, and sort of means, I think they'll be all right. But 10 points, I think in a divisional matchup, that, that's just too much. I got to ride with the Panthers. All right, fair enough. Let's move over to the next one. Giants plus nine and a half at the Eagles. Eagles look hot. Giants don't have a quarterback. Jake from State Farm is going to start again. Looks like uh, ticket count on that one. 62% of the bets, 85% of the money coming in on the Giants. Uh, not surprising that they want to back a big divisional dog, especially after the Eagles. Uh, you know, they've been hot. Your dirty birds look good running the crap out of the ball. 175 rushing yards in seven straight games. Uh, they look great, but... Giants, I don't know, nine and a half, interesting enough, or do you just think the Eagles are going to keep rolling here? Man, nine and a half is a little bit too much for me. I, these divisional matchups always scare me. Granted, the Eagles look great when they run the ball like that, but uh, we saw Jalen Hurts come out a little bit slow, and then they finally got together. And look what happens when you give Miles Sanders the ball. Um, just think good things happen. So I don't have a lean for this one just yet. I mean, obviously, I think that the Eagles can win this one outright and should win this one outright. I just don't know what's going to be. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to to be had or be figured out on the Giants side of the ball. So, who's playing quarterback? Is Kadarius Tony going to be in the game? I know uh, Sterling Shepard is going to be out for the rest of the season. It looks like so. Um, what weapons are, are the Giants going to actually have at their disposal? And in which case, then I, I might be able to throw some money down on the uh, the birds here. But uh, yeah, nine and a half seems like a bit a bit much, especially considering the over under is forty and a half. That is a big yeah. number for a low total. They're expecting the Giants basically to score no points in that game, which is fair. I mean, they stink, but <laughs> their defense isn't bad though. Like their defense has actually been okay for most of the season. It's just been their offense that you can't rely on. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next game: Chargers minus ten and a half at the Texans. Texans fresh off a win. Chargers off of a devastating loss and non cover. On Thursday Brutal. night, uh, Staley just keeps hammering it. Fourth downs, I love it. Keep going for it. Do what you do. Um, you know it, that the only one that I probably had a problem with was at the end of the half. You're on the one yard line. I know you he want crashed, to touch that and go up crashed, 11 and a half. Field goal. Exactly. Other than that, it's fine with all the decisions. Look, that, that's the way that they're going to win or lose. It's the same thing with Harbaugh and the Ravens. It's a sound analytical decision. You got to go for it. All your players know it's coming. It's not like it's a surprise, which is great for them. But, you know, it could pay off big dividends in a playoff game. So we'll see. They should absolutely dominate the Texans. Chargers have been actually pretty good, kind of like Buffalo-ish against these bad teams. They've been blowing them out this year. 
Houston fresh off the win. Probably a decent time to fade them. Ten and a half is a big number, though. Uh, over under we have right now is uh, 45 and a half. Kind of lean towards the over there. Uh, usually Charger games I like under, but I think there's going to be some scoring in this one. How about you? Yeah, I like the over in this game. I'm going to stay away from the spread. I think the 10 points is a is a bit much for me. Even, you know, I, I like the what you said in, in terms of like the Chargers and, and uh, Staley continuing to be aggressive. I think that's the fabric of their squad now, much like the Ravens. Like they don't, even if you have Justin Tucker back there as the most reliable kicker in the NFL in history, you're still going for two in some cases. So I like the aggression. That's what they do. And against a Houston team that put points on the board against the Jaguars, I think this is a great spot for the over. And we've seen that the Chargers offense um, definitely is clicking. But Austin Eckler just said on Yahoo, uh, whatever his Yahoo show, that he is on the COVID list and all fantasy managers should be picking up Justin Jackson. So he's not going to be playing, which is definitely a, a big impact to the Chargers offense. So um, I think that they can plug and chug, but I think we see a big day out of Justin Herbert here. Yep. Love it. All right. Let's go to uh, Atlanta. So we got Detroit plus five and a half Falcons minus five and a half total. I have in that game is 43 uh, ticket count. I have would be, I don't see it on the board. Doesn't matter. Uh, here's the deal. Jared Goff out for this game. Looks like he's on the COVID list. We'll see if he can test out, but Atlanta coming off a loss at San Francisco, Detroit coming off of another win, two and three games. Seems like a perfect place to fade the Lions here and jump all over the Falcons. I know the Falcons aren't great, but given the situation, given the fact that they just lost, given the fact that Detroit probably riding high again. So we did after Detroit won the last one. Just fade them. It's a great situation. Uh, and I think that the Falcons can definitely get it done here. Yeah, I'm seeing 60% of the money on Detroit right now. Um, so not not a not a huge gap there, but Part of me it wants to ride this Detroit wave here. They're gonna be they could be getting DeAndre Swift back. Uh Jamal Williams also could be returning. Craig Reynolds is, I guess maybe he'll still be a thing. I don't know. But we one thing we do know is that Dan Campbell loves to run the ball. So if they can somehow control this game, uh, I think that they're really motivated to uh get some victories here. And even if they don't, you know, I don't know if they're gonna beat them outright, but uh the Atlanta Falcons aren't that impressive. Like they only score touchdowns when, you know, Cordell Patterson gets an opportunity to get in the red zone. Otherwise they're just, they're just awful. So I, I lean towards the lions here at five and a half. I have a question for you. Have you seen Tim Boyle play football before? <laughs> doesn't matter. He's handing off the ball. As long as they can do that, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Next game, uh, Baltimore plus three <laughs> at Cincinnati over under. I have on this game is 45. Love the, Baltimore Ravens as a teaser piece here. Move that to plus nine. I think that's an absolute smash spot. That'll be one of my best teasers of the week. As for the line, I lean towards the Ravens. I think they're a little bit undervalued here. I think the Bengals are a little bit overvalued given the win, and they look terrible against the Broncos. Defense looked good, but the offense just was not clicking. Um, obviously, I'd like to have Lamar back in this situation. It's a little bit of a bet on Lamar being back, even though he hasn't practiced. Uh, I probably feel 50-50 about the decision, but we saw Huntley. Huntley can play some ball. Uh, not that big of a deal if he's out. Uh, I'll take Baltimore plus three, uh, and, but definitely, definitely plus nine. Yeah, I'm kind of just off. I don't know. I've kind of just soured on the on the Ravens as of late, man. Like Huntley looked great. Like he balled out for sure. Uh, but I think Cincinnati, even though, you know, Joe Mixon came up limp at the end of the game there, I don't know if he's going to give it a go or not, but I think Joe Burrow is going to figure out uh, how, to, how to win out this division. And uh, yeah, I'm going to ride with Cincinnati here. And we've seen, I don't know, the Ravens just are so inconsistent. They're a second-half team. They're always playing from behind. 
I think if the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, if Jamar Chase can get loose, they go up early. I don't know if they're going to be have a chance to get it back. So a lot, a lot at stake here with Lamar Jackson. I mean, Huntley is good, but he's not Lamar Jackson. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how the injury report shakes out here. But for now, I'm leaning towards the Cincinnati Bengals. All right. Uh, next up, Rams minus three at Minnesota over under is 49 and a half. Love the Rams in this one. Dalvin Cook looks like he's going to be out for the game. Madison still hasn't been taken off the COVID list yet. Uh, I think the Rams are in a great spot to come in here, win this game. They need a win in order to clinch or get in a position to clinch the NFC West. Vikings, I can't trust them after a win, man. You get a you get a win next week. They look terrible, so I'll, I'll take the Rams here. Definitely as a money line play, minus three. Vikings plus nine is a teaser. Also interesting. I think it'll be one score, but give me the Rams minus three. Damn, man these these injuries just keep on hitting. So Dalvin, what Cook hit, So Dalvin Cook just hit the COVID list. Is that yeah. is that why he's out? Damn. Yeah. Well, that was an hour ago. So I just yeah. got word. Uh, AJ Brown looks like he's going to be playing tonight. So that's nice. Good. That's good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I uh, with Dalvin Cook out of there, man. I don't who's and, and maybe no Madison, maybe no Madison. Right. So, yeah. so who's the third? Who's the third running back there? You got a uh, no, um, Kenny and Gwengu. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, he's Iowa actually State. he's pretty four four two speed. Um, yeah, I, I got a. I was on the the Minnesota Vikings here, but now that's that's kind of changed the script as an hour ago. So yeah, that's uh, hmm. I think I'm gonna lean with you here. Uh, yeah, I can't. Oof, man, with no Dalvin Cook, that's I can't. I can't get behind that. Uh, what is the? Because what is the the Vikings offense really going to be? It's just going to be Kirk Jefferson. Cousins throw. Yeah, just yeah. throwing to Jefferson the whole time. Maybe maybe you get some Tyler Conklin sprinkled in there as well. But uh, maybe Thielen comes back. Not sure. He was questionable, so yeah, it's possible. But yeah, I, I feel like even though the Rams haven't really looked that great outside of Cooper Cup and uh, Matthew Stafford, actually Sony Michelle balled out a little bit too. Um. I lean toward the Rams now just because I, at first, if Dalvin Cook was in, I, I like the, the the opportunity for them to slow the pace. But uh, with him out, he's the, he's the real main guy for the, the Vikings. So, yeah, I got to go with the Rams. We got the Vikings coming off of two straight wins, I believe. Yeah. Uh, great, they, time it, say, great time to <laughs> play the Vikings. Yeah. And I'll be out. Stafford hasn't looked that great. You know what I'm saying? Like the Seattle yeah. Seahawks have really been a, a pretty inconsistent defense and they held it. They held it uh, pretty much in, uh, as a game, you know, for most of the game. So, I mean, maybe it was just the the timing they had to switch to Tuesday. It's weird playing on a Tuesday, of course, but you know, I, I think that the Rams will get it right here uh, against the Minnesota team that's clearly not healthy. All right, let's go over to Jaguars. Pick them against the Jets. Jets have all of their players out. Fifteen with COVID. Coach Sala, he's also out. This is probably a good spot to bet the Jaguars. No one ever wants to hear that. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. You know, it's gross. But it's against the Jets. I actually bet this at plus one and a half the other day, and I teased it up to seven and a half also. At a pick em, I feel a little worse about both of those bets, uh, but I still lean towards the Jaguars here. James Robinson's season is upon us, finally. Uh, ever since Urban Meyer's gotten out of there, it seems like this this offense has woken up a little bit. They played inspired under, uh, was it Darren Bevels, their, their head coach yeah. right now, their interim? So uh, I think was, uh, somehow Laquan Treadwell has is, is been their bet, most consistent receiver, so... Everything is just so unpredictable right now. Who's to say that the Jags can't get it done, especially with uh, COVID running so rampant through the Jets organization right now. So, yeah, give me the Jags here. I'm riding with you. All right. And just to prove a point even more in that game, the ticket count, 31% of the bets, 86% of the money on the Jaguars here. So 
We might be riding man. hard on the Jags this week. That's not not exactly where Ta- you want to be. Times in life. change, man. Jesus, eighty six percent of the bet of the money on the Jaguars. Where yes, are we? Sir. That is a gross <laughs> season indeed. All right, let's head up to New England Bills plus two at the Patriots. Another spot where I love the teaser piece. Give me the Bills plus eight. Absolutely lock that one down. I lean towards the Bills in this game. Revenge spot. I think that the Patriots. I mean, we saw last week they definitely played well in the fourth quarter, but they got behind twenty to nothing. I think the Bills, in a good weather game, are going to have more opportunities. They're playing on turf. I think it's going to be decent weather that leans more towards the Bills being successful. Uh, I don't see the Patriots beating this team twice in the season. So, yeah, give me the Bills plus two. I think that'll be one of my bigger bets of the week. Don't love going yeah. against New England, but I think that I have to do it. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. I think the Bills finally maybe have unlocked a little bit. Josh Allen's been looking a little bit more competent, but I think it's mainly because they've actually gotten some kind of a run game with Devin Singletary uh, the last couple of games. So, you know, this game is, is definitely a rematch. It's in Foxborough. So, you know, Josh Allen's going to have to prove himself a little bit here. I did see Emmanuel Sanders working out. I don't know if he'll be returning, but we have seen the emergence of Gabe Davis. Thankfully, Our boy might, Gabe Davis. Might be able to hit that. I uh, had him at five and a half receiving touchdowns for a season-long prop. So I think I'm, I'm definitely right you're on the, the doorstep business. of yeah, that. You're in the game. Right on the doorstep. So I don't know. I think that this offense looks better with Gabe Davis out there, to be honest. So. Um, Cole Beasley may not may not be active. We don't know yet. But, uh, yeah, I think that the Bills will, will figure out a way to get this done. And we saw some Mac Jones regression last game. So, uh, yeah, if we don't know, Ramondre Stevenson, he looks like he's missing out of practice. So this could be Damian Harris. But, uh, yeah, I like the Bills' chances here. The Gabe Davis part is interesting because you have all these little receivers who need yeah. space and you have to right. be accurate in order to get them. Gabe's the only one on their team where you can just throw it up and he'll go win a ball at the point of attack. So I think that yeah. definitely opens up some of their offense. Mm-hmm. All I right. Agree. Well, let's move over to uh, Seattle. So Chicago plus six and a half at the Seahawks over under 42 and a half right now. I don't see a ton of value in this game. I probably won't <laughs> bet this. Uh, Se- Seahawks maybe is a teaser piece. It got over, it got over six. So bring them down to a half might be the way to play this. Justin Fields, I mean, I, I liked his heart at the end of the game uh, against the Vikings, but they just look like they gave up on the season. Uh, Russ looks terrible, too, so I don't really know what to expect from either of these teams. I, I'll take a little teaser piece on Seattle, but otherwise, I don't really want to get involved in this gross fest. Yeah, the under sitting at uh, 93% of the cash is on the under at 42.5, so... I, I tend to lean that man. You're right. I, I'm not impressed by anything that's coming out of Seattle offensively. Seems like Russ, Russ is he's checked out because DK Met, he can't find DK Metcalf. It's like, how can you not hit your boy um, with Tyler Lockett out? So I, I thought he was going to have a field day um, on Tuesday, but he didn't really do much. And we don't know about the run game either. You're relying on Rashad Penny and uh, DJ Dallas. So yeah, ugh, this is a gross game. Not interested in it. All right, good thing we got 16 of them and a lot on Sunday. So <laughs> yeah, let's move yeah. on to another one. This is interesting. Chiefs minus seven, hosting the Steelers. Steelers coming off a big win against the Titans. Chiefs, obviously, they won on Thursday against the Chargers in overtime. However, they got hit by COVID. Kelsey, we don't know if he's going to be able to play. Hill, we don't know if he's going to be able to play. Harrison Bucker, their place kicker, also has COVID. So we'll see. Uh, still a big number out there. I think they're anticipating that either one of Kelsey or Hill will be able to come back and play in this game. If one of those do, I really like Kansas City in this game. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be able to compete at all. I think this Chiefs defense, despite the fact that they gave up quite a few points to the Chargers, they're still playing really well. 
I think they'll shut down the Steelers offense. And I think the Chiefs offense can score some points against the Steelers defense. So seven, give me the teaser piece. Obviously, give me down to one with Kansas City. But that's seven. I mean, it was 10 earlier in the week. If one of them play, this number's going to shoot right back up. So I'm tempted to bet the seven right now. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because I, I wonder what that movement will be if Kelsey and Hill are both a go. Um, I have seen some preliminary reports out for some beat writers. It's looking like they're both they might have a chance at it. So you're right. If you want if you're back in KC, now's the time to do it before they're ruled in. However, I'm gonna probably wait another day just to kind of get a little bit more clarity on it. But I do like KC in this matchup. I think Steelers have just had some fortunate um underdog luck here. Not luck, but you know, we've seen what Ben Roethlisberger has been doing late game situations. And if this team gets down, they're not gonna be able to crawl their way back out of it. Um, they haven't been able to throw the ball downfield. Deontay Johnson is their most reliable receiver, and he had like what 20 yards last game. So yeah, unless they can get Najee Harris the ball 20, 25 times and he has some success, I don't see the the Steelers really hanging with the Chiefs here, even if they're down, you know, uh, uh, potentially uh, Travis Kelsey or or Tyreek Hill. All right, I'm with you there. Uh, let's go. We got three more games on the board for Week 16. Broncos pick them at the Raiders. Looks like this is going to be Drew Locke in this one. So obviously I'm going to bet the Raiders, the only rational thing 100%. to do. Uh, over under 41 and a half. I don't know if I need any more explanation. It's Drew Locke. The Raiders are confident enough to get this done, especially to pick them at home. So I got to roll with the, the Vegas Raiders here. Locke's a turnover machine. I'm going Raiders. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the ticket count on this game is 45% of the bets, 86% of the money on the Broncos. So Maybe the market knows what, something we don't, especially given that it's a Raiders game. Usually they get a little bit more love. Uh, so that's a little scary, but I don't know. Drew Locke is terrible. Drew Locke is terrible. He's not Teddy Bridger. As much as like we hate on Teddy Two Gloves for being so conservative, conservative helps them win games, not not reckless reckless abandon. So, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't back Drew Locke here. I got to see more before I can uh, put some money down on him. Got it. Okay. Uh, Sunday night football, Washington plus 10 and a half at the Cowboys. Washington still dealing with some COVID issues. Antonio Gibson may not be able to play in this game. Taylor Heineke will be back. Dallas, I don't know. They, their defense looks good. They look like they're humming a little bit. Dak Prescott still doesn't look quite right. The connection between him, Cooper, and C.D. Lamb has cost me many, many thousands of dollars in fantasy leagues. That yes, is unfortunate has. for me. Uh, I kind of lead Washington plus 10 and a half in this game. That seems like a really big number, um, but it, a lot of it's depending on what the uh, COVID returns look like for uh, the football team. Yeah, a big loss for the football team could be Kendall Fuller. Uh, reports are coming in that he may not be able to play. So, you know, if you're if you're CeeDee Lamb or or Amari Cooper, you got to be licking your chops here. Um, it, the football team, they're going to be going on a short week, not much time to prepare, even though Dallas has been inconsistent. You know, I, I got to feel like this defense can't hold up against this against Dallas's offense. You know, I think they just have way too many weapons. They're too healthy comparatively to Washington football team who just can't seem to catch a break here. And now if they're going to be without Antonio Gibson, you know, that's the guy that they've really been leaning on. Terry McLaurin hasn't been doing anything because he hasn't had a competent quarterback. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, tough sledding for this football team. So I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys here. Ten is a lot for a divisional matchup, but uh, I think that this there's a clear disadvantage for the Washington football team here after just getting spanked by the Eagles. All right, fair enough. Let's go to Monday Night Football. We have the Dolphins coming off of another victory, looking hot as ever. And the New Orleans Saints will be without all of their Jason starting Hill. quarterbacks. They'll be, with, they'll be with Ian Book, as we previously mentioned. 
Uh, they beat the Buccaneers last week. I, I don't know what the final score was. Nine, nothing. I turned that shit off. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I didn't want that on my screen anymore. The current over under 38 and a half. Uh, might, probably going to go down after the book news. I really don't know yeah. what to do with this game. I bet the, the Dolphins at plus three and a half earlier in the week. I just thought it was good value, and I teased it up to nine and a half then. Lucky man. I At Pickham, I mean, I don't know what to expect out of Ian Book. I'd probably stay away now, but I, I think the Dolphins can get this done, I guess. Yeah, I got the Dolphins at plus three, so you, you at least got the hook there. But I think, you know, we don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen much game film on, on Ian Book, so I don't know too much about him. What I do know is that Sean Payton's probably just going to run the ball with Alvin Kamara a lot. And I think that the, uh, you know, the, the Dolphins have been semi-competent here over the last several of weeks. And uh, I think they can get it done. And they're three-point dogs. I think that's extremely good value for a team that you don't even know what you're going to get at on the other side of the ball uh, at quarterback. So, yeah, I, I trust in the Dolphins here. All right. That does it for our Week 16 preview. We will be back tomorrow, Friday, with all of our best bets for Week 16. Until then... Remember, YouTube Shorts, we're giving away all of our items on there and our Instagram and our Twitter this week. But you can find out more about the Scary Terry giveaway by going to our YouTube Shorts. So until tomorrow, good luck on Thursday Night Football. Make sure to place those bets. Ryan Tannehill, over 220 and a half passing yards. That's my best bet. Dan's got three three great ones uh, on the Action Network Twitter feed. So go check that video out for more information on that. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you. Peace.